coming live, it's a sports-based broadcast. Tuning in to the Points Made Podcast. Coming live, it's a sports-based broadcast. Tuning in to the Points Made Podcast. Points Made Podcast. Points Made Podcast. Points Made Podcast. Points are made. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Points Made Podcast. It's your girl Chrissy B and my co-host Amir. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's been hectic in the NFL. Crazy. 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 We got I'm literally I literally have my phone here and it's like I'm getting notifications as stuff is going on. Um so we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot. But first, what's going on, my guy? How you doing? I'm doing good, you know. Uh, a lot of news, a lot of news to keep up with, you know. As a yep. as a football and basketball fan right now, this is even though the season's not going on, this is like free agency just gets you like it just gets you involved. You're back mm-hmm. in it. You feel like it's a season outside of the season. It's been a great time for fans of football. Yeah, and we can't wait to talk to you guys about it. So we got a lot, obviously, free agency. We're gonna talk a little bit about the NBA and what's been going on since it started back up after All Star break. Um, lots of signings and the Drew Brees, he retired, called it quits. It had, it had to be done, it, but great career, but it, it, you, we knew it was time. Everybody Absolutely. Knew. 20 if you seasons. watched the Bucks game, you knew. Oh yeah. Three picks. We knew, but 20 seasons, um, he finished first in the passing yards. Uh, he finished first in completion. Uh, he mm-hmm. finished first in offensive yards, has the most 5,000 yard seasons, um, and I was second in all-time touchdowns. So, and that's only because Tom Brady's played more games than him. Yeah. So, I mean, he had one hell of a career. So, congrats to him, Saints fans. You got to deal with Jameis or Taysom. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, it's obviously, going to be a little quarterback competition in New Orleans. Um, I don't know. You know, I saw a headline today saying if the Saints could be contenders with Jameis under center. What do you think about that? I'm going to go with no, but um, <laughs> he, he's he's good as far as uh, Jameis, before we all know, before he had LASIK surgery, he was a 30 touchdown, 30 interception guy, which you don't really see those That's too often. That's before the eye surgery, though. Bro. I know, I know. I know the eye surgery going to change a lot for him, but still, he's he's a good, he was a good backup plan to have. I'll say that because Jameis is still, he's not, you know, young, but he's not old. Like, he's still could be a quality quarterback and they gave him a one-year prove-it deal so they'll find out this year but I don't I don't think they're contending with Jameis they're not winning their division um well I wouldn't pick them to win a division even with the moves that they've made most of their moves have been getting rid of people and restructuring deals to get under the cap so they haven't really been able to do anything to help them out you saw Cam Jordan on what which show was he on talking about some Russell Wilson comes to us so they they didn't they know that mm-hmm. Jameis ain't the answer. They know that they need I mean, better he, back there to win. They only extended him for a one-year deal, so. That's what I'm saying. It's a proven deal. We know. Yeah. That's what it is. He needs to prove himself to even be a starting quarterback in the league. So you I can't think, contend with someone else. I think he will do well, to be honest. If Teddy, can, if Teddy Bridgewater can be successful um, in that system, I think it could go for the same with James, um, Jameson. With uh, Jameis. Because he has an arm. I think we'd be forgetting that. He did lead the league in passing, like couple years ago 5,000 yards or whatever but yep. you know obviously to some people passing yards isn't an accolade so we're not even going to get there today but I think Sean Payton would do well with him they did also re-sign Taysom Hill with on a ridiculous contract 
but um, it's, it's out anytime remember all, they can get out of it any year we are all voidable years um so we got a special teams guy under center <laughs> or Jameis Winston so I want to see Jameis succeed I want to see him eat the dub I want to we saw a glimpse of him um at the end of the season the game against the Bucks right when they mm-hmm. had the yeah that was, was yeah that fun. one throw was pretty incredible yeah, I know, right? It was it was awesome. I'm just kidding, but yeah, I don't know, man. I um, I'm I'm excited. I want to see him. We haven't really seen him play since he got this surgery that he said that will help him with his interceptions. I think if he just makes the right decision making, I think that they'll be okay. I mean, Sean Payton is a great offensive mind. Great, I think they'll figure something out. Mind. Yeah, and I think they'll figure something out. Um, so. I want to say though, what did you mean by some people don't value offensive uh, passing yards? We're not Are gonna you get trying it. to say me. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure. I don't know. Well, actually, I know exactly. I know exactly even... what you mean when you say that. Who are we talking about? You're talking about Dak Prescott, but we'll no, move we're on, not. But that's what you're talking about. We're not. That's... We're not. We're not. I'm not getting into that today. Yeah, we're okay. not. Yeah, let's move on, on to the next. On to the next. So we have last week. You guys, we talked about <clears throat> who got tagged, who didn't get tagged, and it was the peak of free agency before everything really started to go crazy with the news and everything. So. Obviously, the new league year started today. Happy New Year, my friend, by the way. It's a new Everybody's NFL zero year. And zero. Yep. So, but obviously, the signing started a little bit early, started earlier this week. And let me tell you who got the ball rolling. Them boys the up Pates. in Foxborough. The Patriots. They was throwing out money left and right, my guy. Left Bill and- saw which I had to say yes, about Tom winning. He said, I'm, let me kick it in the second gear now. Yep. He said, I need to do something now. It's about to be a revenge tour this year for mm-hmm. the New England Patriots. They start things off with re-signing Cam Newton, which, huh. you know, if y'all listen to the first episode, I said, my guy's not done yet. I so. think that was the worst move that they made. God, that right. just. Okay. I, after the first four Don't weeks or so, hater, when man. Bill sees he's washed and he has to go trade for another QB to make it's sure one that all his signings mean something. It's yeah, but he might, I don't think he's going to make it through the year. Um, I, I just don't think Cam Newton's a starter anymore. He's just not a lead QB unless you're talking backups anymore. Here's the thing, bro. He has he has weapons now. He has everything that he needs to be successful. So yeah. if he doesn't, yeah. and I don't, I just don't think he's done yet. I don't. I think when, COVID cut his season short last season, and he wasn't the same uh, since he came back from it. I said that when the ball when the ball is going into the dirt before it can get to the receivers, we'll we'll we'll, we'll discuss. Yeah, it we'll talk about it. Y'all can catch it here first. Oh, I'll talk. But about also it. keep that same energy when he's being successful. Anyway. What do you mean? You're running the ball? <laughs> anyway, so they re-signed Cam Newton for a one-year deal. They signed two tight ends. They're getting back to that two tight end set with, as they did with Gronkowski and Hernandez. Yeah. So they got Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, which I think mm-hmm. were stellar pickups. Um, I like it too. They got two speedy receivers for the outside. They got Kendrick Byrne from San Francisco and Kendrick Nelson Bourne. Aguilar. Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Born, sorry, my apologies. Um, and Nelson Aguilar from the mm-hmm. Raiders, who had an iffy season with the Eagles and then went to the Raiders and kind of proved himself to be possibly a, a number one slash like number two, number two guy. They got I, some. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. They got some guys on defense too. They got Jalen Mills from the Eagles, um, and they got Matt Judon, which I think was an excellent signing. Um, and I believe they got a nose tackle from Miami. I want to say, but. Um, these signings, man, this is it's, it's pretty huge. They finished six and ten last year. They finished third place. You know, people had a lot to say. It didn't help that Tom went to a different team and won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But you know, they had a bag and they they blew it. And just for just for context, they spent within the first two days of free agency two hundred and twenty seven million dollars. Just the first two days. 
Mm-hmm. And within that, $137 million in guaranteed, which is the second most in NFL history. So they spend yeah, the, the money. We see teams, the Jets, the Dolphins, over time in history that spend a lot of money in free agency but don't make nothing for it. So do you think the Patriots will make a strong run to be in that content, you know, be a contender again and possibly win the division? So I just told you my view on I they can't win the division as far as I'm concerned with Cam Newton behind center. Oh my god. Okay. It, it, like, they, I don't want it to seem like I'm hating. It, it really all depends on Cam. It depends on Cam. It comes down to how good he is. If Cam is a top 15 guy, you're talking about playoffs. If Cam is who I think Cam is going to be, I think I think it's a 7-1 team. Like it it sucks because they have so much talent now. And with their defensive pieces coming back, mm-hmm. I'd still like to see them get another receiver. Um, like but, a true number one guy? Yeah, a true number one. But as far as, like, I mean, I wouldn't mind if they drafted a receiver in, in a draft. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, if somebody starts to slip, say Wad or one of those guys start to slip down, maybe mm-hmm. they could trade up two or three spots to get them. But I, if Cam is good, Mm-hmm. It come, That's what it comes down to. Their defense is getting pieces back over there. They're talented on the defensive end. Two years ago, they were what the what t- top three defense in the league. Yeah. And now all I think the opt outs, like second or first, the yeah. opt outs made them look a little worse than what they really were. So, if they if the defense comes back and performs, which I think it will, mm-hmm. they got some weapons for Cam now. All they need is for Cam to produce, and if he does, they can they can win some games. I don't. I wouldn't pick them to win the division though. I, you know, I'm high on Josh Allen. I like okay. what the Bills did. I've liked, I like the Bills' moves this offseason. I wish they would have got a running back, but there's still time, and they could still draft a running back. But so, I like the Bills' moves, bringing their guys back and then signing Emmanuel Sanders. I, I, I don't think the Patriots can win the division, um, but I, I could definitely see them beating out Miami for the second spot. Okay, okay. And um, to a point that you said, you know, their opt-outs coming back, that's also that's a huge, huge help. Um and you just, it, yeah, you need Cam to be average. You need Cam to be decent enough to get the ball down the field and do what he needs to do. But I do want to add one thing. When have the Patriots ever, you, I'm just referring to your point, you said that they, you, you would like them to get a number one guy, but the Patriots really never had, like, a number one, like, I mean, I know it was Edelman, but a number one flashy receiver. The last yeah. one was Randy Moss. So if you were, I mean, I don't think that Bill needs that. And Bill, and I think Bill knows that. He doesn't really need to go out and go get, like, a, you know, a Juju or a Odell Beckham or whatever. You know, he can kind of just work with what he has. And he know he likes that two tight end set. So I don't. I kind of don't think they need any more offensive weapons. I don't know what they're doing. I'm running back with the committee. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh-huh. But as far as skills position, I mean, I think they're, I think they're set, at least. I don't know. To me. And what do you think? I... I, I wouldn't mind, you know, like if I'm a Patriots fan and this is what we went into the season with, because they still have Nikhil Harry, even though he hasn't really mm-hmm. done it for me. They still and have Julie, him. And Edelman will be back, so. Well, I've been throwing this word out there a lot today, but <laughs> Julian Edelman is washed. I'm sorry. Oh, um, no, no, no. It's no. over. You, you threw out another word today. It started with a B. Oh, he's a bum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like to respect him because he's not, he's not like a, just not, a, he's not just like a bad player. He's getting worse because of age. So he's aging, which is why he's washed. And not I don't think he's a bum, but I think that if he's not a number one target, I think it'll kind of help. It'll kind of alleviate some, not necessarily stress, but 
so off his like body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so I think, you know, they just line him up in the slot, and then they got those two speedy guys on the outside, still got that two tight end set. I think they'll make it work. But Bill is coming for revenge. My partner here thinks they won't win the division. I don't know yet. It is still too early. We never know what could happen. The Patriots could make a swing and get another quarterback, Deshaun Watson maybe. I don't yeah, if know. They, if they do that, then, you know, I'd be willing to say, oh, yeah, they could win that division. Yeah, But for with sure. Cam, it's going to be a little hard for me to say after what I've seen recently from him. Yeah, so – yeah, I guess we're going to have to see. We'll see. So, um, we got this segment for you guys. You know, we got so many free agents to discuss. So, we're going to break it down in a little segment we like to call Love It, Like It, Hate It. So, me and my co-host will throw some names out to each other and we'll just give our piece if they, if we like it, love it, or hate it. So, I'll kick things off for you, buddy. Let's go to Washington. Oh, Ryan nice. Fitzpatrick has been signed to the Washington football team for a one-year deal. My friend, you are a Washington fan. I am a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the signing going into next season? I like it. I like it, but I don't love it because we know what Fitz is at this point mm-hmm. in time. He's Fitzpatrick is 38 years old. We know what he's going to give you. He's coming in to be a bridge guy. But I like how they signed the deal that he's aware of what it is and the football team knows what it is. They know what he's coming in to do. He's coming in to bringing some competition for mm-hmm. Heineke and, and Kyle Allen. But I, I'm, I'm, I think he's going to win the job. I do. But um, he's here for competition and to just, to just be good enough pushing the ball down the field to help our defense out to win games. We don't need him to be a world beater. We just need him to put, put 24 points on the board per game. And, and, and we can take that. We'll accept that with the defense we got. We're holding, we, we think we're going to be able to hold people under that, that number. Mm-hmm. So – as long as you can push the ball downfield better than Alex Smith as far as check it down, check it down, check it down, then I think that I think this will prove to be a good signing for the football team. Okay. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. I like it. It's a good signing for you guys. You guys, like I said, you know, we talked about it many times. Quarterback and receiver away. If y'all want to use them as a bridge to find your next quarterback, I think y'all will be solid. Okay, well, I'm gonna throw out a name for you. Okay. We're going to go to Cleveland um, and talk about Cleveland. the safety. <laughs> John Johnson the third, The safety got signed to the Browns, I think, on a three-year deal, I believe. How do you feel about it? I love it. I love it. I think it is exactly what the Browns need, and we'll talk about the AFC North needs later on in the show, but I think it's exactly what the Browns need. The price point was there. Um I think it'll really help out. I mean, obviously, one of their issues last year, I would say, was their secondary. They had to deal with some injuries. They did draft a rookie, Grant Delpit, from LSU last year, and um, he suffered an injury right before the season. So, that obviously, that didn't help. But um, safety help was something that was huge. And cornerback issue with Greedy Williams and uh, Denzel Ward, there was also some injuries back there, too. So, um, I think it was great. I think he'll fit right in, and the Browns got their guy. Shout out to Andrew Barry, the GM of the Browns. He is making moves and getting things done. Moves. I agree with you 100%. I loved, I loved the signing. This might be, it might be my favorite signing in free agency so far. Yeah. Actually, because I didn't, I didn't think, I thought the Rams would resign him. And it just didn't really feel like, it didn't, it felt like the Browns were kind of under the radar with signing, this signing. Like no one saw it coming. No, I didn't. But but it's a great, great deal, great price. I, I loved, I loved all, everything about this deal. Yeah, I I adore teams and loathe teams that 
make like they make the moves that are necessary to their team and they address them at the top of free agency and they address them swiftly. I just I love it, but then I hate it because I just wish my team would do the same and they never do. So uh, shout out to the Browns, man. They they're getting it done. Um, all right, partner, I'm gonna kick it back to you. Let's go to Green Bay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they decided to keep Aaron Jones for a three-year deal. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, no, four-year. Four-year deal. Okay. So four years of Aaron Jones. How do you uh, how do you feel about keeping your running back back there after you guys drafted AJ Dillon last year and he did really well for you guys at the, the end of last year? Well, because you said after the AJ Dillon thing, I'm pretty sure y'all know where I'm going with this. Wait, I, I gotta stop you. I gotta uh-huh. stop you. Breaking news. Breaking news. Washington just signed Curtis Samuel. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> y'all getting the live reaction to this. Yes. 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 I knew that was our guy. I knew that was our guy. We got him. Rejoice, we my brother. Him. Rejoice. We got him. This division. Oh. I like you guys are hearing this excitement. Um, you guys are hearing the excitement as far as that, like real live, because for so <laughs> long, for for I so don't... long, our our team, our franchise, it just it was the laughing stock of the league, man. And 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 now I'm actually seeing Ron has come in, and he's really turning this 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 franchise around. Like I love it, the no nonsense attitude. Now that Daniel Snyder, oh my God, he's such a trash owner, is on the back burner and he's not making as many decisions, the franchise is headed up after for so long, it was so bad. We were, we were just, it looked like if, if you wanted to talk, if you wanted to joke, bring up the football team, we was down there with the Browns and the, and the Jaguars and those teams. It was, it, it was bad. So, so seeing stuff like this makes me so happy to see that. You know, we're actually on the up and up for one time. I mean, for the first time since I've been a fan of the football team, I can actually say I see a future that I'm, I can be proud of in the organization. Needless to say, guys, he loves this signing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It fits right into the segment. I love it. That's love great. Every, so every, for con- every oh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. So for context, he signed a three-year deal worth mm-hmm. uh, $34.5 million. Um. Listen, man, Washington's getting it done. And here comes another fun fact that just got reported. Apparently, Rivera tried to trade for him last season, mm-hmm. but the Panthers GM wouldn't let him. And he didn't give up. And he got his guy this year. So, congrats, my friend. Um, we've been talking about this. Washington yeah, I was waiting on it. I was literally waiting on coming into the show. I was like, oh, all I want is the news that we signed Curtis Samuel. And here we go. You got it, man. You got it. So, Washington got their receiver. They got their number two guy. This receiver is also, I don't know if anybody's watched the Panthers play. This guy's a wildcat. He can play as a running back. He can block. He's, he's the goods. So, they got their quarterback. They got their receiver. Needless to say, they could possibly be a threat to the division. We will talk about that another day, though. So let's let's hop back into this uh, love it, like it, hate it. Um, you were talking about Aaron Jones, so I'm going to give the floor back to you. Well, I was just talking about what I love. Now we get to talk about what I hate. As a, <laughs> as a, a supporter of the Packers, a.k.a. a supporter of Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I hate this move. I mean, you just drafted a, a running back in the second round last year. We thought the reason they did that was instead of getting Aaron uh, receiver help like they really should have been doing, uh, was because they knew that Aaron Jones was going to walk this year. Now that this deal gets done, it's like, uh, what was the point of that? It just it's, it doesn't move me 
that they drafted A.J. Dillon and then followed that up by signing Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon as a backup, that just doesn't sound right for how high you drafted him. Now, as far as why I really hate the deal, I don't like the money. I don't. I, I mean, I like the money as far as how much they got him on annual, but I don't like where Green Bay decided to use their money. I think this should have been a receiver. This should be, this should be Will Fuller or somebody like that. Not mm-hmm. Amber Jones. You should have signed Jamal Williams back, in my opinion, who is now yeah. with the Lions. You should have signed him back as your backup, started A.J. Dillon, and then went and signed Aaron another, a number two. That's what I would have done if I was the GM. I mean, don't get me wrong. Aaron Jones is a good running back. But it just seems like now running backs aren't – they're expendable. They're not as important as other positions and and I'd favor the receiver position over the running back position as well, yep. which is one of the main reasons why I don't like this deal. Sorry to hear that. I think it was a good deal. I think it was okay, but I agree. I, A.J. Dillon showed very much promise towards the end of the season when he played in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. I liked him a lot. A true bell cow. Rams over anybody, so... I like that. I think they should have kept Jamal Williams, but you know, obviously, it's a business at the end of the day. So, what you got for me? <sighs> All right, coming back to you. I want to talk about the former Cowboy. Yeah. You know, I was kind of high on him, Andy Dalton, <laughs> going to Chicago on a one-year deal. I think that can reach up to twelve million with incentives. How do you feel about it, bro? The Bears are actually dumb. Actually, I'm listen, my condolences. I am so sorry to the Chicago Bears fans. I, I just feel really bad for y'all. Y'all get all this hype talk and these rumors circulating for weeks about possibly landing Russell Wilson, and then Ryan Pace goes out and gets Andy Dalton on a one-year deal. But wait, it gets worse. He went out and traded a fourth-round pick to go get Nick Foles. And then paid Nick Foles $20 million just to play seesaw with Mitchell Trubisky. We didn't know who the starter was. We didn't know who was the bench. We didn't know. It was just a tumultuous season at the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. And then you go out, and you could have got Andy Dalton last year for cheap, but you didn't. So you go and you get Andy Dalton, and you sign him for a year. I don't know about the money. I don't really care because this is a travesty to this organization. Um, it's just, and I, I've, I live in Chicago, so I know people that are fans here and that love the Bears and, you know, they die hard fans here, okay? So, and I've talked to people, and like after doing research, it's true. Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears organizations do not take chances on black quarterbacks, which is a serious issue uh, to me. And, and to anybody, really. But if you look at it, let's go back to the 2017 draft when they decided to trade up. Was it number two? They went to two, right? They tra- All the way to two. They traded to number two. To not get Patrick Mahomes. To not get Deshaun Watson. But went and got Mitchell Chubisky. <sighs> that tells you everything you need to know. Um, we're going to talk about their grade for last year and you know what their needs are and stuff but I mean this sign it's a blah signing to me I don't know if this is like an insurance signing for something else if they're deciding to package and trade away foals 
but I mean, I can't have two backups, you know. So I don't. I, I really. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the organization. Uh, feel bad for the fans. I'm sorry. Andy Dalton, I guess, is a good guy, is, is a good guy, but I just feel like if the Bears are, they kind of had the pieces for everything, and really they're just needing a quarterback. And obviously, the GM does not care enough, at least in my opinion. Um, let me just list the names, just a couple names. So they got Mike Glennon. I don't even know where he is now. I think Jacksonville. Mike Glennon, they had him up for a year and paid him $18 million. Traded up to Drabisky, like I just said. Traded a fourth for Nick, Cole, Nick Foles and then paid him $20 million and now signed Andy Dalton. Ryan Pace, the general manager, will be fired next year because the Bears won't do anything this year if they don't get another quarterback. Partner, I'm going to let you take over. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I agree with you 100%. This move is terrible. I mean, you get rid of Mitchell Trubisky, for what reason? To just bring in Andy Dalton? It, it doesn't make sense to me. You're, you're not going to win this division. But the Bears are in that bad spot where because they just went 8-8, eight and eight, their pick is not good enough for them to draft a QB. So, yeah, they're at number 20. Yeah, so they were in a tough spot. But it's, it, it, just, it still doesn't make sense. I know they tried to trade for Russell Wilson, and that got shut down, and they probably tried for Deshaun, too, which we, who God knows what's going on in Houston. But they just they didn't really have too many choices, but somehow, when I look at this, I still hate it. Let Allen, I mean, Allen Robinson go, because he it just, please stop making please. this man play with <laughs> mediocre quarterbacks. It's just, it's just sad to watch at this point. You're not going to beat Green Bay. You're not going to beat Minnesota. You'll beat the Lions because that organization is trash. But other than that, what is this? A, a, a five, six, one team? You're wasting your defense talent because they've had and a good aging. defense for what two, three years now, and they haven't mm-hmm. done anything with it. This move is is a lateral to downgrade, and and it's hard to downgrade off Mitchell Trubisky. That's why I hate this move. So is is this Matt Nagy's last season being their head coach? It will be, but it's sad because he he can't do nothing with this. I mean, it's not like they gave him a great team. It was like, come on, here's your I mean, last. He shot. also has a say. He also has a say, and he did he did well with the team in 2018. I think he did well with the team last year for for working with Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, that's about as good as you can do. They made the playoff. Um, I just I just don't I don't th- I think it's time probably. I mean. Even though the I, GM definitely got to go, I, yeah, <laughs> definitely got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. But it's just it's a trash move, and I think they'll fire him because they'll have a bad season. Even though you know they didn't have the greatest team. Yeah. Yikes! Sorry, Chicago fans, but free Allen Robinson. I'm starting my campaign. We're gonna start the campaign. Actually, I'm gonna go to Soldier Field and let them know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> All right. I'm gonna throw one at you. Um, Bud Dupree, how you feel? Signing with the Titans for a, I think, wait, five-year deal? Five-year. It's like a five-year, five five $86 million deal. Some some serious bread. So how you feel about that? I love that they address the need, but I don't love the money. So, therefore, I, I like it. I like how mm. they, they, they addressed the defensive line because they needed a pass rush. Their defense last year was garbage. It doesn't matter how many times you run Derrick Henry and take down possession. If teams are coming back and scoring on you quick, 
that doesn't matter. You're not really dominating the time. I mean, you can dominate time of possession, but if your defense is giving those points back up real quick, it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter how long you have the ball. So they needed to address this. But like I said, I just I, I thought the money was a little too much. I think they could have got him for a cheaper price because I don't know who else was going to pay this much. So yeah, I like the deal, but I don't I don't love it. Okay. How do you feel about it? I I love it. I think it's a I think it's a good move for um I think it was a great move by the Titans. Um, Bud Dupree is that guy. I mean, he did really well last year. Off the top of my head, I don't know how many. I think he had he had double digit digit sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he's someone that can you know cover and as somebody that can be an excellent pass rush up front, and that is something that the Titans desperately need because Jadavian Clowney didn't really do that for them last season. So okay, um, I love it. I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. All right. Well, I want to ask you about Corey Davis going to the Jets for on a three-year, a three-year thirty-seven mil. I think I believe. How do you feel about that deal? Um. I'm gonna. I like it. I mean, he showed. I think last year was like the year where people really saw like, okay, he's. I mean, it was like his prove it year. He knew he was going into free agency, so he had he had a good year last year. Um. I I don't really. I don't know how to feel about it because, okay, they got a receiver, but, like, I I just don't know what the Jets are doing at the quarterback position. I don't know if they're going to keep Darnold and they're just going to build and probably go get, like, Juju or, like, another receiver and just with the new coaching system and kind of just trust that and give Darnold one more year. I don't know if they're going to actually draft a quarterback. I, I, don't, I don't know what the Jets are going to do. So um, I do like it. Good for him. I'm glad he got a bag. Um just hopefully, I hope his career. I just feel like when you go to the Jets, that's like where your career fizzles out. So wow, he's young. That's <laughs> okay. I know he's young. I know, but it's just like either you, you go there and you know you you're successful, but then you get frustrated because of the team's losing culture and everything, and then you demand a trade or you get released or whatever. And I just feel like we've seen it Shout so many out times. Bell. Yeah, <laughs> you've just seen it so many times, and you know it sounded good because you know you're going there to the Jets always have the most money in cap so you're going there you're going to go get a bag but like will you be successful will your career go you know downhill from there like you just never know so i like the move i'm glad he got his bag i just i'm going to sit and wait and kind of see what they do with the quarterback position and to piggyback off what you were saying i actually love this this deal Mm. i love it because the jets have so many needs but like you were saying i do think they'll get juju and if they do, that will be one less need you'd have to address. You won't need any more receivers. That's something you can address later. And and I like I like any move that makes them have to X this off their draft board because the draft is going to be really important for them. And like you said, mm-hmm. even if they we don't know what they're doing at quarterback, but which, whatever quarterback you have, get them some weapons. Make sure they have something back there to work with, whether that's Sam Donald, Zach Wilson, um, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, whoever whoever is in there. Make sure that they have someone to throw the ball to. So I I like I love this move, and I don't think it was too much money. Three for thirty-seven. That's a good deal because the wide receiver market, it's not it's not really progressing like we thought. I mean, we'll see what Kenny Galladay gets, who I think will go to the Giants, but we'll see what he gets, money wise. But I I like it. I love the deal a lot. I really do, and I think I think this is a good starting step for the Jets to get their offense back on track. Okay. Okay. Let's um. Let's go to defense. Um, Yannick Ngakwe 
signed with the Raiders. How do you feel about that? I believe it was a three-year deal, two or three-year deal. No, I believe it's, I believe it's three, though. I'm not sure, but I love this deal too. I love it. I love this mm. deal. the The Raiders, when we were going over the AFC West, we talked about it. The Raiders on both sides of the line needed a little bit of help, mm-hmm. and this helps the defensive side, which is good. I, I love this move just because it was, once again, it was a need, and I don't think they overpaid. So if you can get your needs in free agency without overpaying, that's great because these are proven guys. Yannick Ngakwe is a proven defensive – he's a proven good defensive rusher. So now mm-hmm. you can you can maybe, even if they still do need an extra piece or something, like I said, it doesn't have to be a first or second round draft pick. You may be able to go snatch somebody up in the fourth round to come in and be a rotational piece. That's And I love that you did that in free agency – for a good amount of money. So I, I love the deal. I agree. I agree. I think it was a great deal. They addressed their needs um, early. So I like that. That's good. Okay. Well, I have a feeling I know how you feel about this this player going here. but I think this is the last one. Is this the last one? No, uh, I think, I think so. we're doing two more after this. Nope, this is the last one. No, All it's right, the last here we go. one, yeah. Ended off on a bang. Emmanuel Sanders signed with the Bills on what, a two-year deal? Or was it a one-year one deal? How do you feel about it? I love it. I love, it love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I think it's a great deal for the Bills. Add another weapon, um, potentially on the outside with the departure of John Brown. I think Emmanuel Sanders will fit in this offense beautifully. Obviously, it's a pass-heavy offense. They didn't really address their need at running back, but I think that they'll do that in the draft. Mm-hmm. But I think it's great. You got – Stephon Diggs, arguably a top three receiver in this league. You have Cole Beasley, one of the best slot receivers in the league. And then now you added Emmanuel Sanders and plus obviously Dawson Knox at tight end. But I think this was a great pickup. I know it's only for a year, but I, th- I think he will he will fit better with the Bills than what he did with the Saints last year. Okay. I like him in this Bills offense. I like him a lot. This this deal probably one of my probably one of my favorites. I know it's like a minimum like a vet deal for like a year, but I this is probably one of my favorite signings. Mine as well. I would agree with everything you said. I love this deal too. I mean the it's the rich get richer. Like you said, they didn't address their biggest need, which is running back. But I mean, at this point, that was that you said replacing John Ross was. I mean, not John Ross. John Brown was necessary, and they went mm-hmm. ahead and they did that. So, and I they upgraded. So I mean, like I said, this offense that was already great gets even better. And hey, this one year deal may be their one year run to the Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So thank you guys. That was our love it, like it, hate it. We'll have another one soon come about a different subject. But we're gonna dive into. A team that is super confident, that obviously loves all their players and didn't let anybody walk, uh, the Bucks. We talked a little bit about them last week, about their Super Bowl run and everything, but they are very confident that they can run it back, so confident that they did not let not one of their players from that championship team walk away. Everybody important got re-signed. Lamonte David got signed. Uh, Shaq Barrett got signed. Godwin is going to be there. Brady, obviously, they extended him through another year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, remind me if I'm missing anybody, but I think I the only person so. that's not locked down is Leonard Fournette. So. And, and Dominican Sue, who was a big part and of Dominic it. And Dominican Sue, which possibly we don't know. It's still early. Mm-hmm. He probably could stay for one more year. But everybody's tied up. I think JPP signed an, a three-year extension, so he's going to be there for some time. I mean, they're running it back. They're not playing any games. So, how you feel about that? What's 
Could they go on another Super Bowl run? Could they go 16-0? and Could they go, you know, or 17 if we're getting 17 games? Could they go undefeated? Like, how do you feel? I don't think they can go undefeated, no. But the division, I think, is locked up. Even without seeing the draft, I think that they're going to win that division um, easily. Um, I, if, you, if you've ever heard me talk sports, you know that I don't, I'm not a big believer in going back-to-back. It's it's really mm-hmm. hard to do in the league. It hasn't been done in over a decade and a half. It's been at least what seventeen years now since the Patriots went back to back. So I'm always gonna bet on the field over the team that just won the championship, which is why I went against the Chiefs this year. As far as like before the season, I didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl, but once they did get there, I thought they were gonna win. But coming into the season, I'm never gonna pick the team that just won the Super Bowl. That's just not what I do. But <laughs> yeah. they they got their talent back. I mean, that was they did everything. They needed to do as far as I'm concerned because I thought for sure they were going to lose somebody. And the fact that they got pretty much everybody back is great for them. That's great. Now you have the second year in the system. The chemistry is there. They know how to win games. This is just there's nothing you can say badly about what Tampa Bay has done. Even though they haven't signed anybody this offseason, they're still a winner. And that that's that's there has to be some said for that. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um it's, I think it's been, like, since 2004, mm-hmm. since the last time the Patriots had their back-to-back Super Bowls. So, I don't know if Tampa Bay could do it. We thought that Kansas City could do it. And throughout the regular season, it did look like that. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, obviously we were fooled come the Super Bowl. But that was also, of course, it had to do with a little bit of injuries. But even still, like, they – I mean, I like the mindset. I like that they kept everybody together because they're especially all their defensive pieces because they were the main ones that helped them get to this point and definitely made an impact during the Super Bowl. So um, I think the division will be locked up with the retirement of Drew Brees and kind of not knowing what's going on at quarterback position in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, they have their own issues to discuss and address as far as their defense. Um and then Carolina, I just I don't know, I don't know. Now, if Carolina gets Deshaun Watson, oh God. how do you feel about that? Is it a lockup or no? I'd still say I'd, I'd still say the Bucks are going to win the division, but I think I think um, Carolina would be slipping as a wild card though. I would pick them to oh. make the wild card game. I mean, the wild card uh, round probably. Okay, okay. So yeah, I don't know. Right now, they're division favorites for me um, and for my partner. So. We'll see. We'll see if the run it back actually works this time and see if they get an if Brady gets his seven ring. Is this eight. this is seven this or is eight? Eight. 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 eight? eight. Okay, yeah. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Count. So his eighth ring. And then um <laughs> we'll see if they can if they can make it back there. I mean, it's it's a lot of I don't know, man. I I think I think the NFC is heating up this 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 coming year. I think it's gonna be some competition. For sure. You got yeah, I mean, the NFC West, of course, that entire division, Niners, yeah. uh, Hawks, Cards. But, I mean, there's still Rams, the Packers. Rams. like Don't forget about And the Rams, Rams. yes. The Rams. That entire division. Um, but, you know, still the Packers. There's there's still some strong, heavy hitters in the NFC. So, to say that it's a short cakewalk for the Tampa Bay. And their schedule their schedule is kind of, you know, they, they go against the NFC East and the AFC East next season. So, you know, a lot of people think that the NFC East is going to be a breeze walk, but I, I just I, – not this season. I don't think – I don't think – I think they're going to be the NFC Beast, not the NFC Leafs. You know who they play, though? The uh, Bucks because they finished second in their division. 
Oh no, they don't play the Patriots, do they? They do play the Patriots. They do. Tom Brady will okay. take it's it's in Foxborough. Mm, that'll be it's game to watch. You know, Bill just made his moves and he gonna want to win that one. Oh yeah. So well, I I don't think it's gonna be a cakewalk for the Bucks. I don't. So let's switch gears here. We're gonna go to the NBA. We started the second half of the season uh, last week after All Star break. So just a couple. You know, we got some major headlines that's been going around, and we're gonna talk about our power rankings and who we think. Um, currently is top 10 teams right now so a couple of huge things brooklyn they've won the last 13 of their 14 games without kevin durant yep that's a scary sight miami has won 15 of their last 20 two teams in the east that are starting to catch their footing along with milwaukee who i think has won six in a row after Mm -hmm. beating philly last night so so teams in the east are getting hot and that was philly a philly team that's been competing Without Joel Embiid, so there's yep. a lot of a lot of teams in the East that are starting to they're starting to find their footing. Yep, it's that push, and I believe Miami has bumped up to the fourth seed. Yeah, fourth seed. Yep. So Brooklyn is at with Philly's win last night. Is Brooklyn there? Are they still at two? I think Brooklyn overtook Philly last night because they beat the Pacers thanks to a forty point triple double by James Harden. I think that has Brooklyn sitting at number one in the, uh, the East. Nope, they're tied uh-huh. for one. They're Philly tied. has okay. a tiebreaker though. So okay. Brooklyn still, so, it's just, they're back by a tiebreaker. But they'll play each other. So right now, it's really just, it's up for grabs. They play the Sixers April 14th. That'll be, wow. a, that'll be a game to watch. And will. So we've got a huge playoff push. And, and Brooklyn is still without Kevin Durant. And they're saying that Kevin Durant could be out for an additional one to two weeks. But I don't think Brooklyn's worried about that because they are doing just fine without them, without him. Mm-hmm. So rest them up, let them get, let them get as fully healthy as possible, hundred percent. Yep, yep, and they'll get him back at the right time, so it'll be perfectly fine. Um, and Joel Embiid suffered a knee bruise, should be out yep. for about a week. No, they said out at least two weeks. At least two weeks. So that leaves the MVP race wide open. open wide open which is which is really unfortunate because you know i, I would have loved for Embiid to win it um yeah. but it's going to be hard for him to win it missing another two weeks because he had already missed i believe what seven eight games it's going to mm-hmm. be hard to get it like um i think every mvp winner they were saying has played at least 80 percent of their team's games since all the way the last time somebody won play, uh was saying playing under that percentage i think was Allen iverson back in 01 so this is excluding lockout seasons, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with Philly, but it seems like they're being they're holding their own without him. Mm-hmm. So let's see how long they can hold that up with everybody in the Heat now really, you know, heating mm-hmm. up, literally heating up. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I see. All right, power rankings. Um, how do you want to do this? We got our top ten. So do you want to just like? I'll start it off. Eat. I'll start it off. But I wanted to say okay. one more thing about that since we've given injury updates. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis will also be out another three weeks. He'll get reevaluated yep. in three weeks, which would put him back on. He'd be back on pace to come back around April 8th, April. which mm-hmm. would be three nights before or two nights before a game, a Saturday night primetime game against the Brooklyn Nets. So, if, And we would love to see that because the first time that. they played. Both teams full strength. That's what we want to see. Yep. Yep, yep. This could be a potential finals matchup. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Anything could happen. So I'll let you go ahead and kick off the uh, the power rankings. 
I'm afraid that it might be a little sim. We might have similar lists, but um, go ahead and start things off for us. Okay, at number one, we have to put the Brooklyn Nets, who I think it might actually be 14 out of their last 15 after winning last night. I don't know, but they're rolling, and they're rolling healthy, injured. It doesn't matter who's in the lineup. It just seems like they can't lose right now. They James Harden is playing... He's playing some great basketball right now. He needs to be in the MVP conversation. The way he's adapted his game to playing with other mm-hmm. stars after they said, oh, can James Harden change his game? He's showing you he could. And, and what he's doing, it's, it's really remarkable to watch. So I have to have Brooklyn at number one just because of how they're, they're rolling without people in the lineup right now. They're not even at full strength. I forget about Blake Griffin, who if he comes in and does anything productive, wow, it's just gonna, it's just going to be hard to see this team getting beat. At number two, I have the 76ers. Um, you know, the 76ers, they were first in the East for a reason. They've been ball- they've been really good this season, especially after mm-hmm. last season where it looked like um, they underperformed. A lot of people expect them to be top three in the East last season, and they just weren't as good as we thought they were going to be. So, yeah. And that's been that's been for some quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So them being at first in the East, it has I, you have to show them some respect. So I have them at number two. The team with the best record in the NBA, the Jazz, at three because, you know, even though they haven't been good recently, their overall season's worth of work. They deserve to be in the top three still. So I have them at three. The Phoenix Suns, they, they're balling thanks to the addition of Chris Paul. He just, wherever he goes, it feels like winning follows him. He's like, mm-hmm. um, it's like it just, it loves, he's a playoff, he's a playoff magnet. And, and if he comes to your team, you're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. At five, natural born leader, yeah, for sure. For sure, the best leader in the B- NBA, in my opinion. Him, mm-hmm. him, Dame, Steph, LeBron would be my top four leaders in the NBA. At five, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks, like I just said, were getting they they were rolling. They're rolling right now. They're they're after they were losing some games. They were starting to slip a little bit when Drew Holiday mm-hmm. got hurt. But now that he's back, they're right back on track and they're balling again. Giannis has been playing some of his best ball too, even though his numbers may have declined a little bit. The eye mm-hmm. test is telling you, like, the way he's playing right now is better than he's ever played. It, and it's going to be, I think this is the year Milwaukee, I mean, yeah, the year Milwaukee breaks through in, in the playoffs. I, I really do. I think I think Giannis will not be contained this year. I think he's going to let the league know that he's he's coming. At six, I have the Lakers, who they've been slipping recently, but we know why. Because they, they lost their second best player. I mean, they've won three straight, but before that, they were, I think, lost five out of six or four out of five or something like that. So it was just an adjustment getting used to playing without AD. And then Schroeder got, he contracted the virus or he was tracing, virus tracing. So, you know, they've slipped. But once again, they're third in the West because, you know, their season's totality of work has still been great. So they have to be in the power rankings. I have at number seven, the Miami Heat, even though they suffered a loss last night against the Grizzlies on the second of a back-to-back. They've been they've been really good recently too. I think twelve or fourteen or eleven or thirteen for them now. Um, after starting the season off kind of rough due to injuries and, and and COVID and all that stuff, they're they're back to what we thought they were going to be. Showing that last year wasn't a fluke. At eight, I have Denver. You know, Denver Denver is they're a team that's underperformed, but mm. because we were expecting after last year and the bubble and Jamal Murray and all that stuff. We were expecting them. That they would just be yeah, dominant. Yeah, they were going to be a top three team in the West. And that's not what it's been. They started off mm-hmm. kind of slow, as a lot of teams did. But once they're just like the teams in front of them. They're starting to find their foot in two. Jokic has been an MVP candidate all season long. Mm-hmm. So I have them at number eight in the power rankings due to their 
their recent work combined with them still being a top seven team in the West or six team in the West right now. At number nine, I had the Clippers. Um, this may be a little low for a four seed, but the Clippers have the Clippers have underperformed as well. I mean, they just yeah. after the the bad ending in the bubble last year, they started the season off kind of good. And then, you know, Paul George is missing games. And it's just like the injury bug always catches up with these guys. Mm-hmm. But even as of recent, they haven't been playing their best ball. I think they're 4-6 and six in their last 10, maybe 5-5. Five and five. Yep, 4-6. and six. So I'm, I, I had to drop them off due to, due to the, the, them underperforming and them not being that good as of recently. And then at okay. my final spot, I have the Dallas Mavericks, the team who beat the Clippers last night. Yes, sir. Um, Dallas, is, Dallas is like the same story you can see my list has a lot of teams that started off really bad and then they're catching back up now dallas is in that same situation dallas before coming into the season everyone had already crowned luka Doncic the mvp of the league pretty much he was going to be the mvp it hasn't worked mm-hmm. out like that but not because of him it's been because of the lack of consistency behind him christos porzingis missing games role players not stepping up he's been consistent He's been consistently yeah. doing what he needs to do to win them games. And now that everyone around him is finally starting to get ready to help him out, the Mavericks are starting to win games. And I think they're just going to continue to go up on this power ranking list. So I have them at 10 rounding out my top 10. Yeah, excellent, excellent list. Um, I would have to agree. I have a couple tweaks. Okay. But for the most part, we have the same teams in there. Um, so just for the sake of time, my partner did a great explanation for each team. Um, at number one, I'm going to have Brooklyn, mm-hmm. offensive juggernaut, one of the best offenses in the league right now. Um, their only downfall is their defense. So the only, and of course Kevin Durant being out, but again, sitting at number one, um, and still being dominant. Mm-hmm. And what are they? I think the last ten games are nine and one. So Probably, yes, nine and one, but fourteen of yeah. their last fifteen. Yep. So I. I think they're going to stay at number one for quite some time, but their only downfall is their defense. So I'm curious to see how that will unfold and what will happen before the trade deadline next week. Uh, Number two, you have the Sixers. I'm going to put the Jazz in there because they are one of the best defensive teams in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, they hold the number one seed in the toughest conference. So I'll have them at number one. And I like what I'm seeing from them. Um, I just – you know, I I know how this goes, and I think a couple years ago – that it was that the number one seed does not mean you're the necessarily the best team in the league. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know in the regular season obviously, but you know come playoffs it's just a different time. It's a different it's a different scene. Everything. So I just I like what I see from them, and I just I hope that they don't have the Milwaukee effect mm-hmm. going into the playoffs. Yep. So um, I'll have the Jazz at number two. I'll have Sixers at three. Um, everything you said spot on about the Sixers. So I have them at, but I just have them at three just because I really like the jazz, man. <laughs> That's why I just, I just really like the jazz. I had to think about that That's for a second. But the jazz, the jazz have shocked people this year. No one saw them being number one in, in the league. Yeah. Nobody. I thought they definitely. were an eighth seed. So, okay. I didn't, I didn't think that, but I thought they were going to be like you a smooth think, four or you five. think how tough the West was coming in. You had the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Mavs, Blazers, Warriors, um, who else do you have? There's a team I'm probably missing in there, but there was a lot of t- oh yeah, Suns. There was a lot the of Suns. good teams. Portland, yeah. It, like it was a lot of good teams coming in, and this was back when we thought the Warriors were gonna have Clay, so we thought they were for sure a top six team. 
So you had a lot of teams. So yeah, I had them kind of low, but I feel like it was actually reasonable at the time. Yeah, so just them being the number one seed right now and kind of just having control over the West right now, that's why they're going to be at number two for me. Um, I'll have Sixers next. Um, The Suns at number four. Um, They're just doing everything right. Mm -hmm. They're finally making a name for themselves. They're finally not within that 10 to... 10 to 15 mm-hmm. range. Yeah, they're 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 finally breaking through. Chris Paul was a great addition. Great. Um I like what I love what they're doing. I love it. Um and they're they're the number 2 seed in the West. So, they're at 26 and 12. Uh 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. So, the Suns could be climbing within the next coming days. So, mm-hmm. um after that, at number 5, I'll have the Bucks. Okay. Um simply because just everything. I don't want to repeat what you just said, but yeah, everything you said about the Bucks. They're it's just consistency from here on out. And they just signed P.J. Tucker. So we'll see. He's he's a good two-way defender, um, great defender on the perimeter as well. So I like to see how he is with in that system. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a good pickup. It might not. I don't know. But we'll see. Um, and then I'll have the Lakers at number six. Okay. Lakers at number six. Um, LeBron's doing the best he can without AD. I think they're – they're you know getting their footing in. They're five and five in their last ten games, but well, they won their last three, so that's encouraging yeah. sign. Mm-hmm. And then LeBron is pretty much leading every every in every category for that team and team stats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but help is on the way. AD will be out for another three more weeks, but I think that they are going to get hot at the right time, even if they do go through a slump right now, which I don't think that they will. But if they do, because I know they have some tough a tough opponents coming mm-hmm. up, and you can you can uh, fact check me on that, but. I think that they'll heat up at the right time if AD is promised to come and fully healthy or at least 85% healthy by um, mid-April. Mm-hmm. Um, at number seven, I have the Heat. They are they're – they're, they're like – I'm not even trying to be funny or nothing, but they really are heating up mm-hmm. at the right time, like right now. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, I know MVP is the most valuable player in the league, but, you know, we talked about this off-air the other day, and – Jimmy Butler is like as valuable as they probably come, really, really like outside of LeBron, he is like the next best, most valuable player to his team. Without him, brother, I know that's your team, so I know you know the stats, but I just know that without him, they're not oh, doing much. Let me much. tell you, without him, we suck. That's that's it. <laughs> no, without him, we don't win games. It doesn't matter who's out there. If he's not, it it's just not. It doesn't translate to winning. It's losing basketball. He's yeah, I mean they were they were what seed were they when they when he was out? They were like eighth, right? No, we were thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah, we were down there. Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. He's everything for us. And everything. He's our playmaker, our scorer, our def- our defensive leader. He's he's everything. He does everything. And true for leadership us. in the locker room. Yeah. He settles everything. He's just yeah. He's been great this year. He don't want an All Star ring. Mm-hmm. He don't. I mean not All Star ring. He don't want all. He don't want to go to All Star. He don't want All Star trophy. He want the MVP trophy, and he want that Finals trophy. Mm-hmm. So. The reigning champs in the East are coming back. They're at number four right now. From what my partner just said, they were 13th. Mm-hmm. Now that Jimmy's back healthy, they're at number four. So they're going to – and trust me, I know the list is, you know, they're low right now on this list, but there are a lot of great teams on this list. But give it a couple weeks, Miami may be in the top five, mm-hmm. top six. Um, next, I'm going to have the Denver Nuggets. Um, expectations for them, for me, were, like, really high. Um, and right now they're kind of just getting by. They're back up to five. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. They're five. One last eight. Uh, they're eight and two in the last ten games. So mm-hmm. they're back up to five. 
I mean, and we'll see. We'll see if that that bubble effect will kind of show later down the line within a month or so before the playoffs. Um, that will kind of instill some confidence in me that okay, they're like they're like a superior legit, threat to like to top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, Jokic is having an MVP year. So, you know, with the Embiid out, we don't know. Maybe maybe Jokic, another big man, will take the award. We don't know. Um, and then at number nine, I have the Clippers. <sighs> you hit everything on the head, really, with that one. <laughs> They're just not – it's not given what it was supposed to give mm-hmm. to, for me. So I'm going to keep the Clippers at nine. At ten – now, this is tricky. At ten, I had – the Celtics, because I thought that they were kind of, you know, they kind of started off kind of weak. It was like kind of, you know, they had injuries with Kemba and there was just not cohesiveness mm-hmm. and chemistry. Um, and it was like, OK, like Brad Stevens, you're supposed to be this you know great young coach. What's going on with the team? Like, why are y'all, you know, this is the East, you know, where y'all usually reign in the East. And they lost not, again last not, night, Chris. Again. Not this season. Yeah, and they lost last night. So They're down to seven. Now they're, they're at seven now. Yeah, so I had the Celtics, but I'm doing an impromptu change to the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, Luka's, Luka's a magician, man. He is. he is. And then after watching last game, last night's game against the Clippers, I just – Take a seat, I, Paul I'm gonna give it to Dallas. Take a seat. Yeah, take a seat, please. But – yeah, I'm going to have Dallas at 10, and I think Dallas will be up on this list sooner or later. Um, I'm, I'm happy that the team is finally rallying around Luka and, and getting these wins mm-hmm. and everybody's putting their, you know, putting their work in efficiently. So um, that'll change soon. But, yeah, so I have Dallas at 10. Okay. So similar list, similar list. But the Celtics, I don't know what, what's going on with y'all. It's bad Get right it now. together. It's bad. Yeah, get it together. All right, so – um, on to our last segment of the day. We're going to talk about, you know, we've been doing report cards for all the divisions. Um, and this is our second to last one. And then last week will be our, our last one. Next. So this week. Yeah, next what, week what? will be our last one, she meant to say. Did I say that? Yeah, you said last week, but next week will be our last one. Oh, yeah. Next week Sorry. will be our uh, last one. My bad, y'all. My bad. Yes. Next week will be the last one. All right. This week. Um, we were talking about the AFC North and the NFC North. Which which division should we should we do AFC or you, you know which I want to start with first? NFC. I gotta start. Let's with Let's do NFC. NFC. Okay, 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 okay. You wanna oh, yeah, I'm you wanna start? I'm gonna get this one off. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we're gonna start with the Green Bay Packers. Um, as you, as you guys team. know, I mean it's not my favorite team. Uh, that's the football team, but they they have my favorite player, Aaron Rodgers, and. It, it really hurt me to see them lose in the championship game this year to the Buccaneers. It hurt me a lot. This felt like it just felt like it was their year. The way they, they finally got that one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. It felt like this was this was it. This was fine. They was finally gonna get that the Super Bowl that's been eluding them for, for what, a decade now? And and it didn't happen. And and a lot of us we know why. I mean, I don't wanna say any names, Kevin King, but it wasn't it just didn't it didn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen. So for that reason, I I'm gonna grade the Packers with an A minus because they had a great regular season, but they came up short when it mattered most. When they, they had chances. Um we all know what happened, kicking the field goal and um 
and, and not getting points in the drives where you turn Tom Brady over. There was they there definitely was chances there to to win that game and they and they just didn't. So for that reason, they can't get an A plus or an A. So I'm gonna give them an A minus. As far as what they need, I'll say the obvious. They need uh, they need a number two receiver. I mean, free agency has has been going on for I think two days now when we're recording this and. And and they haven't done anything. The, the the only thing they've done is re-sign Aaron Jones in a move that I already told you I didn't like. So as far as I'm concerned right now, they they haven't done good this off season. Anything I thought that they needed to do to at least help out Aaron Rodgers. I think they need they need need to get that number two. You can't go into another season with Devontae Adams and and Marquez Valdez Scantlin or Al Lazard or whoever they want to put in or say is the number two. That's not going to work anymore. So as far as I'm concerned, if they do that, that can turn their whole off season around. How do you feel about the Packers? Did you give it? The, did you give a grade? Yeah, I said an A minus. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you and have an A. I'm, I'll have a solid A. Um, I mean, it's clear that they have a hump when it comes to success, and that's the NFC Championship. Um, I thought this team was gonna go all the way last year. Um, unfortunately, they fell short. Um, and it just needs. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. They need a number two receiver. They don't. They don't have that. That special. I mean, they have. They have guys like role players, but mm-hmm. they don't have that true like someone to mirror Devontae Adams on the other side of the field. And I feel like if they have that, that'll kind of open up their offense more. Um, not that Aaron needs it, because Aaron can make anybody look good. So he doesn't necessarily need it, but it would be, it would be great to have a weapon out there for him. I love, 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 love. Um, I'm blanking on his name. The tight end, Robert Tanyan. Yeah, Tanyan. I I love that. I'm glad that they're keeping him around. Um, him, I like him and Aaron's connection a lot. So I mean, as far as skills, position, just one more receiver. I mean, it doesn't really need even need to be like someone at the Devonte Adams caliber. It could be. You know, like Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they have enough money for that. That's not going to yeah. happen, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, someone of that, that caliber or, like, Juju or, like, I really don't know any receivers off the top of my head right now, but, you know, if the Browns traded away Odell, that would be great. Obviously, he's a number one he's a number one receiver in, in any offense, but that would also be a great addition. Um, so, yeah, just receiver, a little bit of O-line depth. Um because of the loss of Corey Lindsley, they mm-hmm. lost him to the Chargers in free agency. So I think that if they have a little bit of depth just to avoid, you know, injuries are unpredictable. So just for any sake of that, I would just have depth, either a guard or a tackle. Mm-hmm. And then a DB. Yeah, corner. They need defensive. Yeah. They need help on the defensive, mm-hmm. the defensive backs. Their pass rush is fine um, with the guys that they have. Um would it be nice to add to it? Yes, but it's not really a strong, strong, strong need. I think they need help in the back. I mean, Kevin King kind of showed us that in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if anybody watched oh. the Bucks and Packers. But, yeah, so I think maybe one more corner mm-hmm. and some line help and a receiver. So, yeah. All right. Well, you know where that takes us? To the Bears. To Chicago. And. To Chicago. As we are speaking I got a report that Andy Dalton expects to be the QB1. They assured him that he mm-hmm. would be the QB1. So it looks like we won't be having a competition between him and Nick Foles. <laughs> I gave the Bears a C-plus for their season. 
I mean, it's it's their season was about as meh as you can get from a season. Um, I gave them a C plus and not a C because I thought um, I thought they did a good job at least winning eight games with their lack of quarterbacking. Um, that's it's hard to win games in this league without a quarterback. It just is. So I don't want to mm-hmm. penalize the whole team for the, the lack of at at one spot. So I gave them a C plus. Uh, because their season was it wasn't it wasn't terrible it wasn't great it was just middle of the road it was middle of the pack but the needs we all know what they need it's it's obvious what they need they've needed it for the last three decades and that's a quarterback I mean Andy Dalton I mean no disrespect to him really but he's not getting the job done we'd already spoke on it Andy Dalton's not the guy you need someone else and, and, and him and Nick Foles battling out for your QB one. Is just not that's not a situation that fans are going to be happy with. They need to trade for someone, or drafts trade up to draft someone. Give you give your franchise, I mean your fan some base, hope. yeah, your fan base some hope, something to look forward to in the future. They have nothing right now, and that's just not a good feeling to have. I know that as a football team fan for sure. Um, I'm gonna have to say a C for the Bears. Did you say C plus? I gave him a C plus. Okay, I'm giving them a C uh, for the season. Like, yeah, they inched their way into the playoffs, but they had literally a QB seesaw throughout the entire season. Nick Foles, Trubisky, Foles, Trubisky, Foles, Trubisky. I mean, obviously the the biggest problem to address and their biggest needs was QB. As we talked about earlier in the show, they did not address that need. So... Um, uh, I gave them a C because their their defense did as much as they could, as much as they were on the field. They did as much as they can to push them into playoff position. Um, so, eh. I'm gonna give them a C, but it'll probably go down next season. To be honest, after we, if we do a recap a year from now, it'll probably be either the same grade or even lower. Mm-hmm. They didn't address their QB needs, um, and it's just really it's it's just really unfortunate. Like you ask any Chicago fan, like mm-hmm. the one thing throughout the entire history of the Chicago Bears, the one thing that they could never say is that mm-hmm. even if they had, you know, their great seasons, the 85 Bears, you know, or they had good seasons where they made Super Bowl runs, the one thing that none of these fans could say is that they had a good, a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Never. In history. I don't think they've ever had a great quarterback. So, and the fact that they mm-hmm. had the chance to, to do that they couldn't do that, so it's just it's really unfortunate. Um, so for helps and needs, quarterback not addressed. Um, one more wide receiver would do would do some justice, um, and free Allen Robinson. Free him to look backwards. <laughs> <laughs> free Allen Robinson. Okay, I'm gonna throw it to the Vikings. Go ahead, partner. The Vikings are gonna get a D from me, and the reason why their grade is is worse than the Bears is because coming to the season I expected the Vikings to be a playoff team I did um whether that was nine or ten wins it really doesn't matter they just they they started off the season so bad even though they had many bright spots uh, one obviously being Justin Jefferson they hit they hit as good as you can hit a draft pick right in the head with him and shout out to Philadelphia (laughs) yeah Philly God I'm sorry fans of Philly but geez but they they have they have bright spots, and for some reason they still were what six and ten, 
That's just mm-hmm. that's not that's not what Vikings fans came into the season expecting, and they really let they let a lot of people down as far as people who predicted uh, their season beforehand. It, they didn't live up to the expectation, so they get a D from me. Um, and one of the main reasons why is because of the uh, the secondary. Uh, their secondary uh, greatly regressed um, mm-hmm. because of loss like. Losses like Xavier Rhodes, I meant to say, excuse me. Um, losses like that uh, pushed their secondary back, so they had to bring in young guys, and they didn't play. They didn't play well enough to win games. Their defense was surprisingly bad. Mike Zimmer is known for having a uh, uh, he's a defensive minded coach, known for having really good defenses. He's good at confusing other QBs. If you want to hear somebody say it, one of the best QBs in the game, Aaron Rodgers, will tell you that his defense of game plan it, it confuses guys so to see their defense not be this good this year was it was a shocker for sure so if they they need to make sure that they address the secondary because offensively they they they've got pretty much every position okay i'd have to give them a d minus um, give them an f <laughs> i would give them a d minus uh they started the year off one in one in six i think or one in seven one in six um Won a couple games. We saw the greatness of and the future at the receiver position, not just with Thielen, but with uh, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Excellent pickup. Shout out Jettas. Jettas. Great receiver. Had a stellar year last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, offensively, they don't really – obviously, they want. I think they want to stick with Kirk Cousins. Hold on. Hold on. Um, let me interrupt you really quickly. Breaking news. The Dolphins are signing ex-Titan slash Bill receiver Will, F- Will Fuller to a one-year deal. I saw, I saw, I saw. That's good. That's good. Not for the Packers. Not, yeah, not for the Packers. We just said they needed a receiver, and they just didn't cash in. And it's only a one-year deal, so that's that's excellent. Shout out to the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks, um, I'm sorry, man. Uh, so with yeah, with the Vikings, I would just say that maybe O-line depth. And uh, defense, I mean, you hit it right on the head. They ranked 29th in defense last year. Um, They were awful, which is crazy because, of course, Zimmer and his defensive mind. And I don't know if the schemes that were implemented last year just simply didn't work or I'm not sure. He he had Daniel Hunter, lost Everson Griffin in free agency last year. Um, But he had some some players, Anthony Harris – one of one of the best safeties in the league, I would say, like top ten, top fifteen safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, who he may lose again? I mean, who he may lose in free agency? We don't know, but um, I just feel like if they get maybe like a, a a defensive end and some cornerback help, that they'll be fine. Because even mm-hmm. when Xavier Rhodes was there, he was experiencing a significant drop off his last year with the Vikings. So. I wouldn't solely say it's because of the loss of him that they kind of sucked on the defensive end, like in the the backfield, but I'm sorry. Um, with the DBs, but I think if they get maybe one more corner and some help up front, that they'll be fine. I'm not really concerned about their offense. I agree. Everything you said was right on that. All right, well, that leaves one last team, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Boy, don't be nice. You want to talk about depressing <laughs> fan bases? Well, Jared Goff is your quarterback. That's about as depressing as it gets. I gave them a D though. But as you as you said, I might be a little too nice. 
I'm gonna give them an F. I just, I didn't, I don't, nothing in their season just, it, they, it didn't speak to me. Like, they didn't do, the, the Detroit Lions, you don't like watching their games. They don't have a player that's all that exciting. It's just, they don't, they don't move people. They don't move fans. And I know their fan base has gone through a lot. Now losing Matthew Stafford and bringing in Jared Goff, which is, in my opinion, a big downgrade. They just they don't they don't really have anything that that is is exciting. Uh, the Jeff Okuda got injured, so he didn't really get to show you what he could do. DeAndre Swift came on as of late, but in in totality his season was kind of meh too. So um, they have a lot of needs, but I'll start with wide receiver because they lost. Well, they're going to lose Kenny Galladay, and they lost Marvin Jones, so they're going to need a receiver. Who who do they have out there right now? I couldn't tell you. So I couldn't tell they, you. They need a receiver, and and they need more than one. But like I said, the Detroit Lions are going to need a lot of stuff. They're I think they're going to rebuild, and and a lot of mocks I've seen have them drafting a quarterback. When even though Jared Goff is bad, that might be one of the things that they one of their most um, least needing needs right now. If that makes sense, they don't need a quarterback as much as they need a lot of other stuff. So I'm curious to see where they go in the draft. Like I said, though, just a, a really bad season for the Lions again. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm not going to be nice. I'm going to give them an F. Um, just a lackluster of a season once again, the Lions. I mean, it's just really sad at this point. Um, <laughs> QB is one of their needs. They traded away theirs and got Jared Goff. Not really an upgrade. Um why they need wide receivers? You lost Galladay, you lost Marvin Jones. I don't know who else you have. I don't. I think Hawkinson is probably their only guy, the tight end. That's probably the only offensive yeah. weapon I can probably Hawkinson. name outside running backs. Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson. That's that's probably it. They need help defensively. Um, you know, before Matt Patricia got fired, I was like, okay. Detroit's going to have a stellar defense. This guy was the the DC in, in New England and New England was always known to have great defense. So I'm I'm thinking him coming in as a head coach, okay. You know, mm-hmm. Detroit might show us something, you know, they might be they may not have the best offense, but they'll probably be the best team in that division defensively. Don't know why I thought this. Obviously that did not happen. Patricia got fired. They got some 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 cat from from New Orleans, um, uh, I think he was the tight ends assistant coach. Yeah, I know you're right? talking about um, Dan Campbell. Yeah, so they got him as his head coach. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm I'm giving them an F because I wasn't really impressed. I don't watch Detroit games unless like it's a Thursday night game and I'm forced to watch it. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see. I hope I do hope Jeff Okuda has a bounce back season because I actually like him so I hope he has a bounce back season Swift DeAndre Swift showed flashes of how effective he can be in the offense so hopefully he also has a bounce back season this year Mm -hmm. Uh, they have been making slight moves on the defensive side of the ball so we'll I mean we'll see what happens we'll see Um, let's kick it to the AFC North my friend start off with the steel curtain in Pittsburgh well I'm gonna give the Steelers a B plus. I mean, they started off 11 and 0, so that 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 right there, your season is it's. I don't want to say it's a success, but you can't call it a failure. 
no matter how you look at it, even if they lost their five games, I mean, the next five, which they did lose, I'm pretty sure, four or five. But I gave them B plus because of how strong they started and then how they kind of fizzled a little bit. So if, if you stopped the season after 11 weeks, they would have gotten A plus. But because they lost for the next five, like I said, I would take them down a grade. So that's why they get the B plus. Um, down down the stretch, it kind of felt like they just started to get figured out a little bit too. Kind of like the Seattle effect where it was just like teams kind of knew how to game plan for them. and that mm-hmm. le- Comfortability as yeah, well. They, yeah, that led to some losses. Um, some of their needs, I think, I think they're going to need offensive line. Just everything on the offensive line. If you saw their running game this year, it was atrocious. And that's, I think, what really helped them back, the lack of running game. They, they couldn't run it. And throwing Ben Roethlisberger 38 to, to 45 times a game, it's just not, that's not the recipe for success anymore. He's, he's a little too old to do that now. I think he mm-hmm. would be, he, at the stage of his career where he's at now, it's time for him to become an elite game manager where he can sometimes, yes, he'll, he'll win you some games, but you can't count on that every week because you're going to throw his arm out. He's, he needs... You, you want to kind of rest him without resting him. Rest him in between games. Make him have some games where he throws 23 times or, or 18, 19 times. Because their defense was elite, but they couldn't do that because they couldn't run the ball. So you need to go get you some offensive line to, to, to block up front. Now with Pouncey retiring and things of that nature, plus they weren't that good anyway. So that's, I think that's their biggest need heading into the offseason. Okay. Um, I gave the Steelers a B. Um, strong, you know, strong start. Eleven and zero. Um, they got comfortable, and Washington kind of spoiled that for them. <laughs> and which is crazy because I called that game and I she said did. that Washington was gonna win that week because I didn't. I w- I had no faith in the Steelers' offense. As many arsenals they had as receivers with Juju and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and all these guys, James Washington, I was like, I still, their offense wasn't making sense to me. Not that it wasn't making sense. It just wasn't, I just didn't find it to be like a stellar offense. They had the great pieces, but it just, for me, it just wasn't gelling together. And I think that has to do with lack of the run Mm -hmm. game. I don't want to solely blame it on the O-line. I think the O-line is aging and that they do need help um, on the offensive line. But they need a running back. James Conner kind of showed who he was with the with the you know the Le'Veon holdout. Yeah. He came in and kind of you know did his thing, but this year he had a he had a significant drop off, and I think last year too, right? Yes. Last year he wasn't that I great. I think that is in part due to the offensive line. They didn't really get no push up there, really none. And the only reason their offensive line was thought of as good is because Ben Roethlisberger was throwing the ball so quick that he couldn't get sacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think honestly their needs that I have. Besides the O line and besides running back, because that's that's obvious that they don't have a run game. And James Conner will probably, most definitely walk in free agency. Um, they need a quarterback, man. They need a quarterback. Um, ben is it, he? He's not it, bro. I think this this will probably. I thought it was gonna be last year, but I think this will probably be his last year as a Steeler. Um, I don't see him coming back after next season. He'll probably retire. He'll probably get cut. I'm not sure, but I don't see him as the quarterback of the Steelers next year. Um, they did get Dwayne Haskins, though. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> that boy trash. I, I don't know what Tomlin plans on doing with that. Um, he's there on a one-year deal. I'm really not sure what they're going to do with it, but they need a quarterback. So, obviously, 
given their position in the draft or in the late 20s, I don't see them drafting one or trading up to get one. I think they're going to take a chance on Ben and probably splash in free agency or trade for a quarterback next season. So, Steelers will get a solid B from me. Okay. Well, that takes us to the team that finished second Bo- in that division. Baltimore. The Ravens. Um, I'm going to give the Ravens a B. And this is solely off of expectation. Um, coming in, I thought that the, the Ravens were a 14-win team. They ended up mm-hmm. only winning 11 games. So because of that, I mean, I know they dealt with injuries and all that and all that stuff, but they kind of just had a rough patch in the middle of the season. It's like they started off good, then the Steelers lost, and then they kind of they kind of hit a little patch, and then and then towards the end of the season they picked it back up and got hot again. So I think a B is the right grade for them. Um, and I think I think even though I I give them a B, I think the season was successful. For the Ravens, just because they finally mm-hmm. got that playoff win off their back, now you know what you need. You need to upgrade your receiver room, and uh, kind of like the Packers, it's unfortunate because um, as Will Fuller just got signed, it doesn't really seem like the Ravens are going to make that move. So I, I don't really know what they're going to do. The Ravens, they they've really lost more than they've added, and. You know that this was a team. This is a team that's going. This is a tough division to win. They're going up against the Browns and the Steelers next year, and even the Bengals. Who, yeah, they're they're behind. They have they have their quarterback of the future. So, I think now is the time for the Ravens to to make that push while Lamar's still young, and he even though they're talking extension, they haven't had to pay him yet. So you're gonna have this is the best time to sign people, even though they haven't. Um, but. I think upgrading their receiver room would go a long way to, to maybe finally making you know that that deep run in the playoffs. Okay, um, breaking news: uh, the NFL has officially finalized the new TV deals for next season. So that's a lot of money for next year's cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, not really much of a difference. Amazon does have the rights to do Thursday night football. Um, so all digital for Thursday Night Football. And then ABC will now have the rights to televise two Super Bowls along with an exclusive season, a regular season game. So kind of interesting. $10 billion oh. for the next 11 years. So $10 billion annually. So that's good news for players and free, agency, free agents for next season. The cap is obviously going to go up, and it won't be like this year. So. Just wanted to bring that to your attention. All right. Uh, the Ravens, I agree with everything you said. Expectations, um, you know, out the bat, you want to give them an A, but they got a B from me um, because they weren't they weren't that Ravens team that they were last year. I don't know if, you know, same thing with that Seattle effect, if their offense was just too predictable or if Lamar, you know, just got figured out. Um, but – the. I want to give them like a B plus, low key and A minus. The only reason I say that is because they they just got hot at the right time. They weren't they weren't that flashy team that they were last season. At that one point, they were seven and five. Like they weren't explosive, feared like they were mm-hmm. the year yeah. before. But they won their last five. They went into the playoffs and they won their wild card game against the Titans. And then they lost obviously the next game. But um, but I think you just. I'm not giving up on Lamar. I think if they pair him with a true, true, true number one, Hollywood Brown is not a true number one. I think he's a two, a solid two. Um, I think if they give him a, a true number one, it'll have the Josh Allen effect. Josh Allen was an okay quarterback. 
Yeah. Last year. They went and got digs. And look, I mean, I don't even have to say it. You can just look at the numbers, like, what a true number one can do for you. Uh, Dak Prescott, before he got Amari Cooper that season, wasn't really that that stellar. You get Amari Cooper. A number one receiver makes an impact to your Baker offense. Baker Mayfield, before he um, got – oh, oh. Never mind. That's not a good. That's not a good example. Sorry. And we'll get into the Browns next. You're petty, but no worries. <laughs> so yeah, with Ravens, I would just do um, just quickly their needs: receiver, line help, running back depth. I have no idea what they're doing at running back. Mark Ingram is gone. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has show has proven to be a top ten running back. They need to resign Gus Edwards. They need to. They need to. Yes. I think they need yeah, to. Yeah, I do. Get a backup. He's a solid yeah. backup, too. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, great on the waiver wire for fantasy. But um, I would get – I would. yeah, I would definitely re-sign him. And then I, I, I think J.K. Dobbins will be a top ten running back next season. I may be speaking too early, but I think he will be because I liked what I saw from him. Who is he taking up? I saw him. Zeke? Okay. We're almost done here. Okay. <laughs> well, take us to Cleveland, man. Just take us Cleveland to Cleveland. Cleveland gets an A. I loved their season. I loved it. I mean, for expectation, they, they surpassed mine. They did everything they needed to do. Now it's time to turn this playoffs thing, first time, playoffs for the first time, how many years? At least 15. Or no, what was it? 16. 16. So instead of now, you got the playoff monkey off your back. You got to win in the playoffs too. Now it's time to make yourself Super Bowl contenders. And they're doing that by, by upgrading their defense, which is what we, we know they need. They need defensive help. Just It's not even a, a single uh, thing on the defense, but just defense in general. They started off by, we said, the deal with John Johnson, how we loved it. Great, great, yep. great signing. And I think if they can get the defensive help needed, then we're talking about a team that goes from Playoff contenders to Super Bowl contenders. So, like I said, I just I loved everything about the Brown season. Odell Beckham Jr. going down and how they were able to keep it moving. Next year, hopefully, when he comes back, because I don't think they're going to trade him. But next year, when he comes back, hopefully, he can finally get that chemistry with Baker, and that'll just make their offense even more lethal. Um, do they still have Cream Hunt? Is he a free agent? No, no. They, no. So they, they still so they still him. have their dual backs, two good receivers, two two top 15 receivers great offensive line the top three offensive line top 15 receivers yeah they have two top 15 receivers oh okay and they have they have <laughs> one of the best uh tight end units because they have two of those they have their offense is set now it's time to go get the defense and if they do that like i said they can be super bowl contenders imagine that cleveland yeah. after all these years of being garbage cleveland <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to give them an A, an A, an A. They had a major turnaround, bro, like a major, major turnaround. Stefanski, Stefanski came in there, played no games, and turned this franchise around, turned Baker Mayfield into a stellar quarterback, um, flashes of Oklahoma-type stellar quarterback. Um, needs, they met all of them. I don't. I think the only thing that they need is maybe a corner, but they met pretty much all really? of them. They got oh maybe a linebacker. I would say linebacker. They need help at that position. Okay. But uh, John Johnson, excellent. Tack McKinley from Atlanta, excellent. pass rush, excellent to to complement Miles Garrett on the other side. Their nose tackles, they're fine. 
I am excited to see where Cleveland goes. They might win the division next year. Yeah. Um, they're offensively, they're stellar. There's no need to trade Odell Beckham. I think now that Baker knows how to run this offense with Stefanski's new scheme, this play action is working for him. He won't need to force Odell the ball. I think that he'll be able to distribute the ball all throughout the field. Odell will be happy. The receivers will be happy. Baker will be happy. I'm giving the Browns an mm-hmm. A, and they'll probably be an A-plus next season. Take us to the Bengals, and let's go home. The Bengals get a D. Um, and the reason you don't get an F is because, unlike the, the, uh, the Lions, you have something to look forward to. Joe Burrow. You have a receiver, T. Higgins, yes. Tyler Boyd. Joey. They have pieces um, that you can actually say, well, that's something that next year you can be excited for. They need to go get offensive line. Um, we know it. You have to get offensive line. And don't please, Joe Burrow coming off ACL injury, you know coming back from injuries like that, it's always, you know, it's a little um, hard to get back out there. You know, you, you're going to be mm. – some people don't do well with injuries. Some people got it. you know, it's in the back of their mind, well, oh, um, I don't want to take this hit or do that because of my injury. Make sure he doesn't have to think about that. Go get him people that will protect him so that he doesn't have to be running out of the pocket every time you turn around. And, and, and we all know that's their, that's their biggest need. They have other needs, mm-hmm. but I'll let you address that. But as far as what I see, if, when you look into Bengals games, you can tell that offensive line help is needed. Yeah, definitely. I give the Bengals a D, D minus. Um, they have a promising quarterback. Um, they just suffered a lot of injuries mm-hmm. this season. Um, you hit it on the head with O line depth and O line. They need it. I would say a pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they signed um, Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson, yeah, Hendrickson. from the Great Saints. Great signing. I like, I like that signing. Yeah, eleven and a half sacks last year. No, thirteen and mm-hmm. a half. He had a lot of sacks. Uh, just double he digits. He had a lot of sacks. No, he. I think he led the league in sacks, bro. Well, great signing for him. Yeah, I think it was a great signing. Um, so they got they got a pass rush on one side. I would I would probably just fix up the rest of the D line and maybe throw in an additional receiver in there for Joey B. And I think that they're set. Other running back position, I'm not sold on Joe Mixon. I don't know why everybody else is, but I maybe with the the help of the line, mm-hmm. that'll be you know maybe that'll change things. And I don't know because you know running back play is not solely just a running back. It is also yes. unless you're just a great 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 running back, but. It's solely also on the offensive line. Yeah, it's reliant so, on other positions yeah. for sure. Yep. So we got all teams, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We got like them four, all this time, four. y'all. We got them all. Okay. Last week, you know, I tweaked a little bit and I messed up. So um, we posted a trivia. My partner here likes to do trivia questions. So the trivia question this week was: Which NBA player is currently fifth in points per game? Ladies and gentlemen, the answer is not Dame, <laughs> not Luca, not Steph. Giannis. It is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yep. And everybody got it wrong. One person got it right. So congrats if you got it right. Hold on. Let me see. As of um, today, that might actually not be true. Well, we, I, yeah, let, go well, check After his game last night, he might not be um, fifth anymore. Let me tell you. I think he might be fourth now. Do, he do, is fourth do, now. Do. Oh, he's fourth now. now. Okay, well, when, when we, we posted, posted the, the trivia. Poll, when we posted the poll, he was, he was fifth. Now, yeah. Damien, ooh, who is fifth now? Steph Curry, I think. Steph Curry is probably fifth now. Okay. Yes, well, Steph Curry means... is fifth now. Or we, we posted it a few days ago, so. At the time of the post, he it was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so we're on the way out. Breaking news. One more breaking news before we head out of here. It is official. The NFL will have 17 games next okay. season. We're getting 17 games next season. Oh, you know what game I'm looking for? 
let's go, let's do this. Our division will be playing the AFC East for that last game. So we'll play the Bills. So y'all will play the Bills, we will play the Patriots, Giants will play Dolphins, and so on and I so on. I want to see that so. the Chiefs game. Yeah, that'll be interesting too. So thank you guys again for tuning in. This is a long episode, but we had a lot of things to discuss with free agency, and I'm sure there'll be much, much more in the coming days. NBA trade deadline is in a few weeks too. We're so excited to dive into that and have our predictions about that. Um, you know where you can follow us at Points Made Pod on Instagram at Points Made Pod. Give us a listen. If you're listening on Apple Music, give us five stars. Leave us a review. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to y'all next thank week. This is oh, I would say thank you. Say thank you for tuning in. Yep. This is Points Made Podcast. Where what? That was too dry. For me. Points are made. Yo, yo, all right, y'all. Deuces. See y'all next week.